Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hello, welcome back to the show. If you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, hang out, take a seat, plug in, tune out the noisy outside world. We're going to dive in today. It's a solo episode, so I will be sharing my point of view, some thoughts, some things that are coming to me around whole self-acceptance. We're going to unpack what self means, what acceptance means, what a wholeness means. I'm going to be talking about how to know yourself on a deep level that you are unfuckable with. I'm going to talk about transmutation and how you can develop it as a very powerful skill. We're going to talk about astrology. We're going to talk about the planet of Mars, how taking action and directing your energy is so important. And if we don't have that, we are going to be leaking energy all over the place. Really hard to focus, really hard to get anything done, manifest anything, be a magnet to anything. Really, really important. We're also going to talk about expressing energy and what that looks like and how it can be unique to us because we're all different and we're all holding down different forts. We have different purposes for being here. That's why we have different personalities. That's why we have different natal charts. We have different destinies. We have different gifts and skills to offer. And before we can start expressing expressing those things, we need to return home to ourselves. We have to come home. We got to bring it on home. And I'm really, 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 really excited to talk about this because we are in a time that we are being told who we are, what we should do, what we should believe in, how we should act, how we should behave, how we should respond, how we should emotionally feel in regards to different topics that are literally freaking coming up every day. I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another. And you are experiencing life in the same timeline as me. So you know this, you know this, that always it's something. And because of media, because of stimulation, because of the interconnectedness that we have at this time in humanity, we have a hard time coming home to ourselves. We have a hard time being in our own energy. Being in our own energy is something I've been continuously saying. I said it a lot at my last retreat in Sedona. It was Awaken the Wild Woman. Um, which is so interesting that this all came together as I was sitting down writing some notes about what I want to talk about today because I needed to, to direct my energy. If I just sit down and have no focus or no intent, um, it tends to be all over the place. So I knew that we would be dabbing into parts of the wild woman, part of the aspect that lives in all of us of our wild true nature. So 
I want to start off this podcast by reading from Women Who Run With Wolves by Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. If you haven't read this book yet, I highly recommend getting it. It's one that I keep with me. I carry with me at all times. It's a collection of myth stories and wild women archetype fables and and lore. It is the Bible to me. It is like what I look to, what I glean information on regarding my spiritual teachings of equanimity. Like how do I stay centered? How do I live within paradox? How can I, you know, uh, escape illusion, come home to myself and remember who I am before everyone told me who I am or who I should be. It is something I think every woman, I'm going to have my daughter read it as soon as she's probably like, I don't know, 15 or so. I think that would be a time where like even young women can start, um, diving into this. It is just truly the best book out there. And the work that, that, uh, Clarissa Pinkolastis does is, is phenomenal. And, um, I think that it is one of the most valuable uh, collections of, of of work that I've ever stumbled upon. So I'm going to read just a little bit from chapter nine, Homing, Returning to Oneself. There is a human time and there is a wild time. When I was a child in the North Woods, before I learned there were four seasons to a year, I thought there were dozens. The time of nighttime, thunderstorms, heat lightning time, bonfires in the wood time, blood on the snow time, the times of ice trees, bowing trees, crying trees, shimmering trees, bearded trees, waving at the tops only trees. The trees drop their babies time. I love the seasons of diamond snow, steaming snow, squeaking snow, and even dirty snow and stone snow. For those meant the time of flower blossoms on the river is coming. These seasons were like important and holy visitors, and each sent its harbingers. Pine cones open, pine cones close, the smell of leaf rot, the smell of rain coming, crackling hair, lank hair, bushy hair, doors loose, doors tight, doors that won't shut at all. Window panes covered with ice hair, window panes covered with wet petals, window panes covered with yellow pollen, window panes pecked with sap gum, and her own skin had its cycles too, parched, sweaty, gritty, sunburned, soft. The psyches and souls of women also have their own cycles and seasons of doing and solitude, running and staying, being involved and being removed, questing and resting, creating and incubating, being of the world and returning to the soul space. When we are children and young girls, the instinctive nature notices all these phases and cycles. It hovers quite near us, and we are aware and active at various intervals as we see fit. Children are the wildish nature, and without being told to, they prepare for the coming of these times, greeting them, living with them, and keeping from those times recordos, mementos for remembering. The crimson leaf in the dictionary, the angel wing necklaces from the seeds of the silver maple, snowballs in the meat locker, and special stone, bone, stick, or pod, the peculiar shell, the ribbon from the bird burial, a diary of smells from the time— the calm heart, the excited blood, and all the pictures in their minds. Once we lived by these cycles and seasons year after year, and they lived in us. They calmed us, danced us, shook us, reassured us, made us learn creaturely. 
They were part of our soul skins, a pelt that enveloped us in the wild and natural world, at least until we were told they were really only four seasons to a year, and that women themselves really only had three seasons, girlhood, adulthood, and old womanhood. And that was supposed to be that. But we cannot allow ourselves to sleepwalk wrapped in these flimsy and unobserved fabrications, for it causes women to deviate from their natural and soulful cycles and therefore to suffer from dryness, tiredness, and homesickness. It is far better for us to return to our own unique and soulful cycles regularly, all of them, any of them. The following story can be understood as a commentary on the most important of women's cycles, the return to home, the wild home, the soul home. When I read things like this, it just brings a feeling up so viscerally in my body of my truth. I spent just yesterday burying a bird that I found in my yard. It ran into a window and I heard it and then I knew that it was probably dead. So I went outside and there's the bird. And instead of just like leaving the bird there for some sort of scavenger to come eat. I put the bird in a box. I dug a hole under my favorite tree in my yard and put the bird in there with this nice soft cushion of of dried pine needles and leaves, um, and some flowers, and buried the bird underneath my tree and made a beautiful flower mandala with a little headstone made of sticks and sat with this bird and there was a feeling of trueness in this, of honoring, of respect for nature, of respect for cycles. I also started to sync my life with the seasons um, about two years ago. And I started living my life outside of the matrix, outside of the system that says January 1st is the new year and then we have to hurry up and get going because it's Q1 of life and business and everything needs to hurry up and go. And I started sticking with the cycle of nature and stayed in winter. I live in Michigan, so it's very relevant for me to hear the words of having 12 seasons and how we associate them as kids of these different types of snow and how we know that spring is coming because the snow starts to become dirt snow and how we know that it's springtime and it's summer's almost here because the pollen is sticking to all of the trees and the ground and it's in the air. Like these are the things that I am returning home to. These are my truths. This is what's guiding me. I'm in connection with nature and its cycles and it's reminding me of my cycles. It's reminding me of my truth. And we are in the energy right now of home, of coming home. We're in cancer season of 2022 currently, if you're listening to this in the future. And we're in the energy this cardinal energy of of movement, of moving forward, of getting ourselves going on a trajectory. When we're in an energy like cancer, which is a cardinal energy in astrology, it gives us this umph that we need to make things happen. And 
even though it's a water sign, so the energy of cancer season is water. So it is that internal landscape of your home, the home inside of yourself, finding comforts and connection from within. So this could be from within your familia. It can be within your own energy. It can be within your own connection to yourself, your intuition, your truth, your heart, your knowing. Um, and it's during the very beginning of summer. So we just had summer solstice where we've initiated ourselves into a new season, into a new cycle. And in this energy, the way that I work with the seasons is it's connected with an element. It's just as the astrological se uh, seasons are connected with an element of water for cancer, the seasons for that three month quote unquote cycle that we're in there is a background energy that's happening and the background energy of summer is fire. So it is courage. How can I courageously be in my water? How can I bravely connect more deeply with the, the energy that I sometimes push away, my shadow self, the parts of myself that I'm a little scared of or a little intimidated by because I'm I'm nervous of exploring what that might be. I'm I'm curious about my power. I'm excited about uh, being inward with my emotions instead of wanting to run away from them or numb them out. That's how we can work with the energy of the season, with the energy of the astro astrological connection. So it all blends together and the elements can work together to show us that we are a whole being. We have to accept the wholeness of ourselves. We are not just our ego. We are not just our emotions. We are not just our body. We are not just our thoughts. That's what astrology teaches us is that we are not just our sun sign, right? If you're like, I'm a Capricorn and oh my gosh, I'm such a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a Capricorn, which I am a Capricorn. It's associating only with our ego. Okay. It's a, it's, it's saying I am that you're not that that's an aspect of you. It's a part of you. It is not who you are. To say, oh, my moon is in Taurus. My moon's in Taurus. I'll use myself as an example. My moon is in Taurus. So I'm just stubborn and I'm just, you know, really, I'm really slow and soft and gentle and tender. And, you know, it's like, I'm also fiery. I'm also really fierce. So there's like, discrediting ourselves when we overly identify with aspects of who we are, not the wholeness of who we are. And I think that that is a really important piece of coming home to yourself and really fully embodying the expansiveness, the breath of your being is not identifying so much with a part of who you are. Because as soon as you start doing that, it might feel comfortable. You might be like, oh my God, my Capricorn peeps, my Scorpio peeps, you know, it's, it's fine. Like it's fun, right? It's fun. It's like, woo, like that's a part of me that I see in you. However, if we start to overly identify with it, we lose who else we are, what other parts of us are. 
And we use those things as a crutch or an excuse to be something in certain situations. Oh, I'm always late. It's because I'm I'm a Gemini and I just like have so much going on in my mind. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's an excuse to not take personal responsibility for the wholeness of who we are. There's a part of you that's within you that is on time. There's a part of you that's within you that can navigate and embody and slow down all of those thoughts because you are not just fire. You are not just water. You're not just earth. You're not just air. You are all of them. And when you zoom out and look at the bigger picture, you notice that, oh my gosh, like there's layers to this. There's depth to this. Oh my gosh, I'm actually also nature. And the reason I feel so off is because I'm trying to force myself to launch something and be productive and like have my biggest month and all these things like that make us feel like we have to really push during a season when really you should be resting. And if you were flowing with the energy more fluidly, you would already have yourself prepared for that to be to be in um, abundance during a time of rest instead of in scarcity during a time of rest, which causes stress and lack and um, dysregulation of your nervous system. So that's why it's so important to like recognize that coming home to ourselves is coming home to nature, is being in communion and union connection with nature having a deeper awareness of who we are beyond our physical form or beyond who we have been told that we should be, okay? A great way, so one of the things that I have discovered is that transmutation is one of the most powerful skills that we have. Transmutation means that we take something and we turn it into something else, okay? You've been sitting in front of the mirror saying how, how old you look, how bad you look, how, how, how terrible it is that you haven't taken good care of yourself. Look how fat I am. Look how unlovable I am. Okay, these are things that we do. Maybe we're not saying them out loud, but maybe we're saying them with our actions, or maybe we are saying them out loud or in our thoughts when we're looking at ourselves, or maybe there's another story that's happening that is, I'm never going to be able to make this happen. I don't, I don't even have the resources. I don't have the support. I'm never going to be able to, um, be like that because of where I live. And I don't have people around me who believe the same things as I do. I'm never going to be able to create things like other people because I don't have the enthusiasm or the charisma. These things that we say to ourselves, maybe none of those are what you say, but maybe take a moment and just like notice where, what are you saying? What's going on in there that isn't allowing you to fully accept the wholeness of yourself? There's something you're rejecting. There's something that we push away and we say, no, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. I don't have that. I can't have access to that. I don't deserve that. And once we become aware of that, this is the most powerful thing I can share, is that once we become aware of it, it's take a step back from it. We have to take a step back from it because once we become aware of it, it can be very 
offensive to ourselves, right? Our self, our inner self, our deepest self, our loving self, our wholeness self, it can be offensive to that part of our ourselves. So we may want to clench up tighter, put more masks on, put more boundaries on, put more layers on instead of turning it into something beautiful, something powerful, something very powerful. So take a step back. Okay. I hear the story. I'm going to take a step back. Once we take a step back from it, we're able to see how we can utilize it. Because the way that we utilize these things that aren't truly who we are, there's something we've picked up somewhere along the way in disconnection from our true nature, in disconnection from remembering that every single moment is a new shift, right? Like uh, Clarissa says, every season is like this new experience. But who told you there's only four seasons? To her, there was 12, right? There's so much power in returning to our own truth. So just noticing what's the story and taking a step back at it, look at it detached. Watch it, observe it, notice it. Where's that coming from? Who told me that? What am I doing that's causing me to feel this way? Is there something I can immediately take action on and do differently? So just like a butterfly, okay, I was thinking about this the other day, the process a caterpillar has to go through to become a butterfly it's not actually just going into a chrysalis and then like baking and like having a little rest and coming out. It's completely dissolving down to goo. (laughs) A caterpillar wraps itself up in a little, little comfortable blanket, dissolves its entire being. It's like, okay, I'm a caterpillar. I'm not that. And it dissolves its old self. It dissolves the narrative. If the caterpillar went into this cocoon and was like, I'm a caterpillar, I'm a caterpillar, I'm a caterpillar, I'm still a caterpillar, it wouldn't surrender and allow itself to completely break apart so that it could say, I am this, I'm not this, I'm this, and 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 I'm this. I'm all of this. And find the courage and the strength to expand its wings and come out of the cocoon and show itself to the entire world. That caterpillar isn't saying I'm my ego or I'm my thoughts or I'm my feelings. The caterpillar is saying I'm all of it right here on this wing and my antenna and this new body and all of me, the colors and the shapes and the design. And it opens up. And that's transmutation. So we take those things that we become aware of and we say, I'm not that. And we let go more. I'm not that. I'm not that. That's not my story. That's not who I am. I let go. I surrender. I let go. I let go. I let go. I let go of all these things that said that I have to do things this way and I have to do things that way. I have to be this way. I have to show up this way. I have to look this way. I have to dress that way. And we let go and we let go and we let go and we let go more and more and more 
until it all dissolves. You feel weightless. Your body starts to tingle. You surrender and you transform. You transmute all of that pain. You turn it into power. It directs itself into a purpose. We have to direct this energy into something. So this new, powerful, expansive energy reminds me of the planet Mars. So the planet Mars is male energy. If you look at it, it's like a circle with an arrow coming off. It literally looks phallic. (laughs) It's like direction and it's power. And it's a a focused um, energetic projection. And we need the energy of, of Mars because it tells us to take action. It says, do it. Don't just talk about it. Don't just turn into this beautiful thing and then just stand there. Use that energy. Turn it into purpose. Remember how painful it was and how you found your power? Now use it. Go out and put it into something. Funnel it into a structure or a system or a flow or a product or an art Make art, make so much art. Sing, dance, give, speak, whatever it is. Channel that energy, use that energy of Mars. You can look at your natal chart and look at where your Mars is. Mine's at zero degrees Aries, so it's a really powerful placement in Aries, which is ruled by Mars. So I have this energy within me where it's like, People will say, oh my gosh, you just like go for it. You're just always like going for it. You'll just do things. And I'm like, yeah, it's the spontaneous energy that I have within me that says, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to direct my energy into it. I'm going to focus and I'm going to make it happen. And that is the energy that I have within me. And I'm so grateful that I've observed that. And I know that about myself now because it's really, really helpful. Um, it's, it's helpful in the way that I can go do. Aries is the energy of like the big bang. It's the very beginning. It's kind of like a little naive because it's like, oh, I exist now and I'm going to do anything. I'm going to try everything. So also the hard part about this kind of energy is that I try things and I fail and I try and I fail and I try and I fail and I try and I fail, fail, but I keep going. I keep doing. I keep directing my energy until I find a place that it can, it can land. It can really focus. Um, it's the energy of fire. So elementally, it's like really, really energized and powerful and strong and lit up. It's courage. It's bravery. It's um, inner willpower. It's the solar plexus. It's that strength space. So if you'd like, you can pull up your natal chart on astro.com. Just type in your name, where you were born, your time, and look on your natal chart for where your Mars is what sign your Mars is in, um, and just notice what that energy of that uh, sign is. You can just Google um, Mars and Aries, or just notice even on the basic level, what what element are you working with? What element is is your direction, is your focus, is your action? And see it in what way you take action. Maybe you take action and your purpose is to like project that energy outward um, in water. And maybe it's more artistic and fluid and soft and gentle, or maybe it's air and you like communicate really well and you're able to use your, your thoughts and intellect to actually channel information 
outwardly, or maybe it's earth and it's very um, understated and more quiet and timid, but like very, very strong and sturdy. So it just depends. Like we're all different how you're going to bring that energy outward. Um, the last thing that I wanted to touch on is how we can more wholly ex- accept ourselves is to express your energy, right? Like once we get in union with the elements with nature all around us, we can express ourselves more authentically. We don't feel so smothered and held down when we're at home within ourselves, when we found the home that lives within our heart and we are truly in our own energy. We're in our, we're in the wholeness of our energy and not just like get limiting ourselves to a little part of it. We can express it so much easier. We can freely exist without having to explain ourselves, without having to be validated, without having to constantly look for permission to exist. And that can be really, really scary and overwhelming and intimidating to even think about if we don't feel at home within ourselves. And it's not anything anyone can give to you. It has to come from within. And in my experience, connecting with the elements and connecting with nature, allowing nature to be a mirror to me so that I can see myself in the plants and the animals and the sun and the moon and the earth and the waters, that I can see myself in all of those things helps me to express the way that I feel and the purpose that I feel I have here, which is going to be different. We're all going to be different. We all are holding down a different fort. We have different roles. So expressing your energy on your chart, you can also look at your midheaven. This is the MC on your, um, on your birth chart. And it's normally at the top should be at the top of your natal chart and see what sign your midheaven is in. This is our career line and how we express that energy through our work. And mine's in Leo. So again, surprise, it's in fire and it's also in pleasure and it's in entertainment and it's in being seen, which is probably why I feel like my energy needs to be outward. Um, I need to share. I need to be on a podcast. I need to make videos. I need to teach classes. I need to get get people together. I need to be able to be in person and share in energy and like get energy swirling and get everybody excited and um, bring the zest. I mean, it doesn't mean you're always going to want to do it. Like I sat down to record this podcast specifically like four times and then I didn't and then I sat down again and I didn't. But again, my Mars in Aries is pretty relentless and, and keeps bringing me back. But these are different things that you can look at specifically. Astrology is a tool. Nature is our home. Okay? Nature is where we're at home. And once you start to be with these things more deeply and not on such a surface level of, oh, look how pretty that sunset is. Oh, look at the water. And you really are like connecting with water, connect with fire, 
connect with the earth. Be still, be quiet, listen, observe, notice. Where do I feel off? Am I in rhythm? Am I in sync? Can I notice the world changing all around me? Can I notice the seasons changing all around me every day? Something different. I can feel myself in flow with the cycle. Wow, it's powerful. So powerful. So uh, those are the things I would I would say might make you feel more at home during this cancer season. Summer is a season of fire from summer solstice all the way to the autumn equinox. We're in this fire energy. We are in a courageous energy. So ask yourself, how can I show up courageously in my home? How can I show up bravely and with will and strength and fierceness when it comes to my emotions this season, when it comes to connecting with my intuition, connecting with my truth, connecting with my heart? How can I be more brave in that realm? If you're interested, I do have a few spots available for natal chart readings. So if you want me to dive deep into your chart with you, you can do that. You can sign up for um, a one-hour reading and we can go into any topic that you'd like or we can do an overview. Those are in my Instagram bio and you can just click the link and get right on my schedule, work one-on-one with me. And I also do astro seasonal readings. So if you're really interested in blending the elemental aspect of the season and the cycles with an intuitive reading and your natal chart all together, so you can see how your specific energy works with the cycles of nature. I love doing my astro seasonal readings. They are so big. Everybody loves them. It gives you an energetic map for the whole year uh, to work with the season specifically, and it is invaluable. I also have those in my um, bio that you can sign up and work with me. Um, The other thing that I have available is my membership. This place is becoming my very favorite place to hang out. When I relaunched the membership, I was just going to make it be a library of content, which there is. There's like 50 pieces of content in there from meditations to Kriya and breath work from my yoga practice um, and teaching. There is workshops. There are journal prompts and affirmations and all kinds of really good stuff, yoga flows um, that you can use. And I curate them every single season. So I'll tell you, okay, it's cancer season. Try this breath work, this practice, maybe do these journal prompts. And it started off as that. And then I started doing some live workshops exclusively in there because it was the most affordable way that I could offer really, really powerful workshops to my community. So I'm going to be doing more of those exclusively in there. It's only $33 a month right now. It will probably be going up in the future. So if you're listening to this and that sounds interesting to you, uh, you want to hang out on a community forum, you want to have direction and guidance with your peers. Um, it is a phenomenal space and I am literally obsessed with every workshop we've been doing and I'm putting more and more content in there every season. So I would highly recommend checking that out. It's called Portals and it is a really, really sweet spot where you can access a ton of information and connection 
um, in all aspects of your life. And I, I 10 out of 10 recommend. So that's all I have for you today. I am sending you all so much love. So just wrapping you in a big love bubble. Um, times are weird as always. It's always some sort of crazy thing going on in the world. And right now is no different. So take care of yourself, reconnect with nature, listen to yourself, wholly accept yourself, and you'll know exactly what to do and exactly what realm you're supposed to be in that work. So sending you so much love and I will see you next week. <laughs>